Hey, welcome back to the Americhicks, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. We are having a conversation about the all-out assault on your pocketbook. And that is the all uh, the assault on Tabor, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, which is in, in amendment in the Colorado Constitution. And uh, on the line with us is Natalie Menton, and she totally understands what's going on here. Natalie, welcome to the Americhicks. Good morning. So, uh, what is going on? Why should be people be concerned about this assault on Tabor? And just you know, set it up for us. What's going on? All right. So, just so I'm clear from the get go, we've got multiple pieces that are in the works here. The most immediate issue is Proposition CC, which is a ballot issue presented by the Colorado legislature. And that is going to be in our mailboxes. Our registered voters are going to get a ballot in 99, 98 days, somewhere right in there. And what that is going to do is ask voters whether we're willing to permanently eliminate spending limits on our government, state government, and also permanently eliminate our right to refunds due to us under the taxpayers bill of rights so that's that's the one issue and then secondly there's also another piece in motion and it's called initiative three where a group that has sought to eliminate the tax bill of rights permanently is moving forward with an initiative for 2020 so we've got these two pieces and I wanted to just start with that because sometimes that can get a little bit um, confusing for people who are not dealing in this day to day. Okay. And that's that's our battle is fighting both of these. But the immediate danger is Proposition CC again in our our mailboxes in just over ninety days. So I know that you know many people like to get their refund back from the federal government. That's that's something they're very excited. You know they file their taxes and they get a refund back. And so what Proposition CC is saying is on the state level of you won't get that refund back uh, over that um, that amount of uh, population and inflation. It's a very generous formula, and anything above that the the state is supposed to give that back to people and they're asking that they can keep that forever, right? That's correct. And we've we've talked about that similarity between those two examples before and I think it it goes a step beyond if if you tell your employer withhold this amount for my check. That's almost a voluntary type of thing. The state of Colorado is taxing us in ways that we actually never even approved. So, you know, they're required to refund what is really over taxation. And that's what people are permanently giving up. And removing that that spending limit on government is a sure recipe for disaster. Oh, my gosh, that's for sure. Patty, Patty Kurgan, what do you think about this? Well, the, with the Proposition CC, it starts out with... The th- first three words is without raising taxes. And as Natalie explained, it really is a tax increase. If they're not giving back our money, they then they're keeping our money. Keeping our money, it's taxes, so our taxes have now been raised. So there's a lot of deceit behind this proposition, CC. 
And there's plenty of money to go around. And it goes back to accountability. We have to hold our legislators accountable. How are you really spending that money? Even going back to the Proposition CC, it's the first three words are without raising taxes, and the next phrase is to better fund public schools, higher education, and roads, bridges, and transit. Well, it doesn't say it shall or it must. It just says it's to better fund. So it's very open-ended. So will they really be using the money for what they're stating in the ballot? And even House Speaker Casey Becker in a um, discussion with with another representative in a House meeting last March said that, admitted that a, a future legislator session could completely change how those funds are being used. So there is no guarantee at all that what they're stating in this title for where the funding will go will actually be going. Well, and Patty, you did an op-ed for, which is on the AmeriChicks website right now, uh, which is just just an excellent piece. Um, we started pushing it out, I think, yesterday or Sunday. Uh, but the title is Proposition CC is an Attack on the Taxpayer's Bill of Rights. And I loved what you, uh, the initial uh, quote that you had on that. Let's see if I can get it. Um, here we go. It was um, from Sir Walter Scott's 1808 poem, Marmion. And you said, oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. And what you just mentioned, uh, it's a big deception with those first, those first words, uh, without raising taxes. And uh, anytime somebody starts not shooting straight with me, Natalie Menton, it's like, I think the answer should be no. So the answer on whether or not they can keep this permanently, just because they're starting off deceitfully, I think the, the, you know, we should vote no. What do you think, Natalie? Oh, I agree 100%. And let's, let's get into the weeds just a teeny bit. Taxpayers' Bill of Rights is in our Constitution. And it's not that the legislators, the politicians put it in there. We, the people, put it in there. And it took multiple attempts before the citizens said, hey, wait, this sounds like a really good idea. Let's vote yes, let's put it in. Now, more than 25 years later, we've seen all the benefits of this constitutional amendment. And now the legislature somehow, bizarrely, thinks a state statute that's why it's called a proposition. A proposition means it is a state statute that they can take away our constitutional uh, protections permanently. That in itself is, is an affront. It's not even a. Le- it's not even legal. So then, folks, you know, when you bring this up, they go, "Then how do they get away with it?" Well, the fact of the matter is, just because something goes through the Capitol doesn't mean it's legal. Citizens then have to take up a legal battle with it and put their fate um, into the hands of, I'm not going to use the word justices, judges who seek to legislate from the bench. So there are multiple problems, and and this just all comes back to, should we believe you? Are you right? No, they're not. So vote no, and if they want to have some sort of a, Another discussion, fine, but this is a no-go. Vote no on Prop CC. It's completely wrong for Colorado. If we want to go down the route of uh, debt born on our children's shoulders, you know, that's what this is going to end up. And Colorado is so much stronger because of the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights 
we should not waste that prosperity that we have built through this. Well, that's for sure. And Natalie, uh, the key thing about Tabor, first of all, you mentioned it, is it was put in place by the people of Colorado. And it's basically just good manners. It says, hey, government, bureaucrats, interested parties, three things. A, if you want to raise our taxes, you have to ask us. B, if you want to incur debt that we're going to have to pay off and our children are going to have to pay off, you just have to ask us. And C, if you want to keep excess revenue over a very generous formula of population and inflation, so, you know, realizing population grows and, you know, there's inflation, so there's a formula that's put in place for that, which is brilliant. But if you want to keep any of the money over that, you just have to ask us. And so instead of asking us, what they're asking now is they're saying, we are asking you if we can keep those refunds forever. And that is the problem with Proposition CC. Let's go to break, ladies. When we come back, let's continue to get a little bit more into the weeds so that people understand you know, just what is at stake here and how Tabor has been good for Colorado. So, Natalie, when we come back, we'll throw it over to you just to talk a little bit about why this has kept Colorado from becoming California or Illinois. This is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. We're having a conversation about Tabor, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. But before we go back to uh, Natalie Minton and Patty Kurgan on that, you have just about 14 minutes that you can go to my website and sign up to be uh, your name put into the drawing for this fabulous um, ride on a World War II bird. The the lucky winner of that drawing is uh, on Friday morning, going to get to take a private plane from the airport up in Loveland and take it from Loveland to Casper and then get to ride a World War II bird back to Loveland. It's either going to be a B-17, a B-24, or a B-25 bomber. And so you've got about 14 minutes still to sign up for that, and then we're going to be drawing. Uh, After the show, Patty, we're going to have you draw, okay? And uh, we'll announce it tomorrow. Uh, But Natalie, I want to toss this back over to you. Uh, Tabor, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, has been something that uh, Colorado has many times touted by politicians uh, that, uh, you know, great economy here. Uh, Governor Hickenlooper, who has his hat in the ring currently uh, for president, talks about the economy in Colorado and takes, likes to take credit for that. But I think that it really, uh, keeping government in check, keeping government within some kind of boundaries and letting the private sector grow, uh, people keeping more money in their pocket, I think is really probably what contributes to Colorado's prosperity. Uh, So how do we uh, keep from becoming Illinois and California? Why is taper so important? Well, let's cover one item real quick, and then we'll go into how people can get more information and help themselves, help protect themselves. Uh, I want to go back to the timeout issue and this proposition, CC, eliminating um, the growth or spending limits and our refunds permanently. Tabor is about consent. It's about asking uh, the current voters right now for a temporary timeout. Within the language it says that is allowed, but it mentions four years. It doesn't say anything about a permanent elimination. Okay, so you're saying in, in Tabor, 
So, Natalie, you're saying that in Tabor there was actually um, something that, that was put in place that if there was a timeout needed, it could happen. Is that correct? Is that what you just said? That's correct. Okay. And it mentions four years. Now, unfortunately, the judicial system has interpreted that in a way that it was not meant. And when you do talk to the people who rights in, okay. they were very clear that it was not to be a permanent elimination. One generation could not vote away the rights of the next one. And that's what they're seeking to do. That was done on purpose. And it's unfortunate that the courts have interpreted it the way they have. But if you look at the language, you will see that in there. So uh, that's, that's what they want to mention. And what, what people should remember is if they want to give more money to the government, there is nothing that stops them from taking their <laughs> refund check, not cashing it, taking it on down to the state capitol and give it to um, the governor's office or go to the treasurer's office or wherever you want to give the check back to. There's nothing that stops you from doing that. Now, personally, I wouldn't choose that route. But that that possibility is there. And um, I do want to remember, because I was almost ready to forget, I don't think we can cover all of the benefits about taxpayers' bill of rights within a 20-minute period. So with that in mind, and the fact that we're going to get a ballot in about 99 days that asks whether we should permanently eliminate part of the taxpayers' bill of rights, we're going to have a workshop, and I call it a boot camp, um, on Saturday, August 3rd. Okay. And it will be a networking and training, and it is, again, Saturday, August 3rd at Lakewood Library. And without going into all the details, somebody could just simply go to the website, coloradoengaged.com, and the class is $20, but you get the materials, you get a T-shirt, you get refreshments. And that $20 pretty much just covers the cost. And you can pay by credit card, choose your T-shirt size, and um, it's going to be at Lakewood Library. And it starts about 11 a.m. and goes to 2 p.m. So people can still get some of their chores done on that Saturday. But at that class and the networking, you'll be informed more about Taxpayers' Bill of Rights so that you can go and talk to your neighbors. Because it's truly about voter turnout for this issue because it's an off-year election. You don't have a gubernatorial race. You don't have a Senate race, presidential race. It's usually in this year, school board and city council. And there are many people who sit that election out. And we need them to turn out and vote no on Proposition CC. Well, and the other thing about it is this has to be really a grassroots, organic kind of a, a standing against this because uh, interested parties, people that, that live off of tax revenues, so your politicians, your bureaucrats, your, all those interested parties, they'll be putting money towards this because they figure I put a little bit of money or maybe more than a little bit of money towards this and my return on investment if this uh, this would go through, is I'm going to get a cut of a lot more of that tax revenue, and of course that tax that tax revenue actually should be going back into people's pockets. So it is very important that people understand 
uh, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. And so this uh, boot camp on Saturday, August 3rd from 11 to 2 at Lakewood Library. You can get more information at coloradoengaged.com, coloradoengaged.com. Uh, hang, stay, stay with us, Natalie. But, Patty, during break, you mentioned something that I thought was really important, and that is these little children that all of these politicians say that, hey, we need to have all-day kindergarten and we need to be getting into the home at birth and making sure that they're all being taken care of and they're opining that, men, we really care about these kids. They don't care about the fact that they are in, they are encumbering these children with debt. So when when a child is born, you know they haven't they haven't even come home from the hospital. Patty, you mentioned that uh, they owe in in national debt about sixty six thousand dollars. That's unconscionable. I know it, it it blows my mind, and it goes back to what we've been saying earlier. Government never has enough money. But they can always think about ways to spend it. They can't think about how to be more efficient, more efficient in their spending. And it's interesting because one of the, the myths of Tabor is that the Taxpayer Bill of Rights is starving the Colorado. That's of what tax they say. Revenue. Yeah. But as we've have said on more than one occasion in the show, is that actually Tabor does allow the government to grow. It's it's population plus inflation. So they, they, but that's the soundbite that they use. And I tell people all the time, no, the government is still growing. The positive side for us who are trying to hold the, the government accountable is that we are actually slowing down the pace that they could grow. If, if, they, if, they, if this Proposition CC truly went through, which I don't think it will, but if it does, can you just see the, the growth and the spending and the waste of dollars that the hard-earned people of Colorado had, had to forfeit? It, you know, it would be better for them to have it in their own pocket and use it for their child care. Let them pick the kind of child care that they want versus being forced into government all-day care. Bingo, bingo. Hey, Natalie, I just, I'm going to throw this out to you. I was um, at the corner of Spear and, like, Washington yesterday, and I looked over and I saw a car with uh, three different Bernie stickers on the back. Now, Bernie, you know, uh, uh, Sanders is advocating for socialism, you know, to take from one person to give to another. But what I found kind of interesting was it was a late model, very fancy Volvo. And I'm thinking, now, that is just really curious to me. And then I thought, you know, I'm wondering if uh, they're one of those bureaucrats that's living off of uh, these uh, programs of taking money from uh, hardworking, everyday Coloradans and putting it into a government program and maybe make it a big salary on that. So we're just about out of time. Natalie, what's your comment on that? I, I, I will agree 100% when you look at these campaigns historically. The big donors are the ones they get the contract for consulting, and what do they produce? I'm you're not always clear. They get the government lobbying contracts. You have a government lobbying another government, and those are the folks that have that $250,000 or whatever the amount may be to throw to this. And we, the citizens, really do have to depend on the grassroots organization. It depends on you the person who just tries to mind your own business, getting out of your comfort shell just a teeny bit, and just talking to your neighbors and saying, you know, we have millions of dollars that are supposed to be coming back to us. Did you get a vote on that tax increase that 
made it more expensive to register your car. Did you get a vote on this new regulation that means housing goes up in cost because now you have to have um, an EV port? I was watching the city of Lakewood last night go through this. On one hand, they're talking about affordable housing. On, on the other hand, they're passing a code that drives up costs. I know. Isn't that amazing? So, <laughs> I, it is. So this is millions of dollars, and it's a permanent decision. Um, we need to permanent tell them in a big, loud voice, no, you need to get the, con- the spending under control because their priorities are out of whack. And so that's my closing thought. It's a neighbor-to-neighbor discussion we need to have, and I believe this class that we're going to have will help people get very comfortable with that conversation. It doesn't have to be a five-minute spiel. It only has to be a one-minute spiel. Here's why it's really important to me. That money will help me save for my kids' college education. This will help me pay for this very expensive medication. Those are the kind of conversations we need, that it is a very personal and worthy um, effort to keep these refunds in our pocket and keep government growth in Colorado at an even level with the economy. It's what makes sense. It's what's sustainable. And that's why it's important to us. Well, Natalie Minton, thank you so much for uh, uh, you know giving us the information on that. And again, go to coloradoengaged.com. That's coloradoengaged.com. That boot camp is Saturday, August 3rd from 11 to 2 at the Lakewood Library. Natalie Minton, thank you so much.